you want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. If you want to talk Padres, you came to the right place. Padres Social Hour. Welcome back. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to join the conversation. And we're going to change things up a little bit on the couch. Are we? Coming to, yeah, we're calling in the right-hander <laughs> from the bullpen. Bill! Bill Center. The re- lefty. I'm just Are you left-hander? Yeah. I'm actually ambidextrous. So. Really? You're oh, amphibious? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> You're ambidextrous? I write everything with my right hand and throw with my left. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And I was Ricky. I was like Ricky Henderson, hit the Which, right uh, side. And you remember Greg Smith used to pitch here, and he could pitch with both yeah, hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played with that guy. His locker was right next to me. I had this funky glove. I go, "What do you do with that?" He goes, "I pitch with both hands." Yeah, seriously. I had a kid in college. He was Kern Percival. Yeah, and he's that's, am- a, that's it, amazing. And he really had good stuff from both sides. Really, I went, "Dang!" You thought he'd be really a lot better at one side, right? You know what cracks me up is how few umpires understand the rule of the pitcher has to choose which hand so that the hitter can decide because you see these games that are being played where yeah, the pitcher goes back and forth so and the switch Some of that video is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I actually mean, the pitcher is supposed to choose which hand. Right. And then the hitter can make his decision. <laughs> All right. I like that. We have Bill here right now because he's the team historian. We want to talk about the Pacific Coast League. It's PCL Day. Bill? 80 years ago this, uh, this year. Talk to us about it. I mean, there's a, there's Minor a League long-standing born, history. Right. Yeah. Lane Field, yep. foot of Broadway, and now right now it's a parking lot. They're gonna—they've uh, turned it into a park. But uh, yeah, 80 years ago, it was classified as Double A back then because there was no Triple A, and uh, Pacific Coast League was also known as the Major League of the West. So yeah, when when did when did they get like you know like the D League, C League? Yeah, that's that started to die out after World War II. Okay, okay, but back. In the 30s, the highest grade was AA because that was just below the major right. league. But, yeah, the, the Padres opened at Lane Field, played there from 36 through 57, moved to Westgate West Park, Park and, Mich- and uh, Mission Valley, where, where right now where Fashion Valley is. And then the, mi- the major league Padres moved to, uh, to San Diego Stadium. And you know what's amazing, and I didn't realize this until just recently, there was actually history for the Padres prior to that, before coming to San Diego. They were actually in Sacramento originally, then they bebopped up to Salt Lake right. City. Yeah. And, and then LA, Hollywood. The, the Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood Stars. Stars. They Hollywood Stars. Before yeah. they got here. Yeah. yeah. Bill, I, I didn't Bill realize. Bill Lane it. moved. You know, one of the main, the Lane Field was built by the work, WPA, the Works Projects Administration, during the Depression. And almost all, Everything that the WPA built had a name like Aztec Bowl or Memorial Stadium. And here in San Diego, somehow Bill Lane got his name <laughs> on the ballpark. He was uh, Before they had cor- corporate well, sponsors? Yeah. Very, I mean, it was yeah. really an amazing. Very influential. Well, right. if you're the owner of the ball club, it doesn't, doesn't hurt, <laughs> right? One of my favorites, I mean, it was a wooden structure, very yeah. old. So in 1957, when Westgate Park opens and they're tearing down Lane Field, they had brought in a demolition team and several of the old, you know, the balls, the iron balls to knock it down. Yeah. And the first time the iron ball struck it, it just created like a domino effect in the entire grandstand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was just great. being held up by hey, a chewing gum and I still, tape. I still have some splinters in my fanny <laughs> from the uh, right field grandstands at the... Uh, I remember Westgate. No, I don't yeah. Know and, and what Westgate Park was great. And what precipitated that move down to San Diego in part was he was paying rent at the stadium that the Angels were using up in Los Angeles at the time. Wrigley Field. In yeah. Wrigley Field, That's and they right. doubled his rent. Right. Yeah. He said, doubling my rent? I'm out of here. Right, and he I'm, moved. I'm yeah. going to San Diego. Thank God they did it. Otherwise, we might not have Padre baseball today. 
Yeah. So, Bill, what, what was the transition? I mean, first of all, 1936, they start playing baseball here right. in San Diego at Lane Field, and they win uh, the, the championship in 1937 in large part because... Playoffs, because of Ted Williams. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, straight out of Hoover High to the outfield of the Padres in 1936, and then 37, he was a, a, a fixture. I mean, he was a really good player. Uh, when he joined the Padres in, in 36, he was 10 years below the league average in the PCL, <laughs> and, wow. he was, and he was three and a half years the youngest player in the league. Wow. He was 17. That's incredible. That is pretty amazing. Right. And he dominated. He was here for two seasons? Two seasons, right. And then, right. And then the, uh, the Red Sox actually got into Williams because the Padres had another star player named Bobby Doerr, and the Red Sox sent a scout out to look at Bobby Doerr, and the scout saw Ted Williams and say, hey, you might not want to take door if you, if you <laughs> yeah, can't but get Ted Williams right. kid. So it was a it was a group sale to the Red Sox. Padres got some players and thirty five thousand dollars in cash back, which at that time was a lot it's of a money in Bill yeah. pocket. So they were with the Boston Red Sox at that time, but then they changed at some point. They're with the Cleveland Indians. They were also right. a representative of the Phillies, I believe, towards the end of the the won the championship in, with the Phillies affiliate in nineteen sixty seven. Okay, but they're they're. Best years were in the mid-60s. They won the PCL title in 1954 in one of the really great games here. But in the mid-60s, they became the Reds' farm team. Yes, and like I was going to say. Tony Perez was the MVP. Of I the remember Pacific. talking to Tony when, you know, playing here. Well, I was going to ask you, Randy, if some of the guys that maybe were playing on that Padres PCL I just, team. I just remember was, talking to Tony Perez yeah. and stuff, and it was like one of the All-Star games on the bus. Yeah. Mitchell said, were you playing San Diego before you played? <laughs> and he started laughing because I did, man. He goes, that, that's where I played. So what was his, his impression of it? Did they have a good time playing? No, he loved it, yeah. Okay. It, was great it was a great place to be. Yeah. Westgate Park Diego, was a man. beautiful ballpark. Really? Uh, yeah. The it funny was. thing about Westgate Park is the, the, the ballpark and the clubhouses were designed by two different people. The ballpark was absolutely beautiful, cantilevered roof. The original clubhouse the guy who designed it saw that there were nine players playing and designed the clubhouse <laughs> for nine guys. Cubicles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds very minor league. That does sound like the minor league. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think that's And they great. only had a sh- like maybe two shower heads in the whole place, <laughs> <laughs> but only one of them worked. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> well, but, I mean, in addition to Tony Perez, they had Tommy Harper. They had Lee May. They had uh, Tommy Helms played here. Mm-hmm. Don Pavletic. They had their, that was a great Chico Ruiz uh, great minor league team. Uh, yeah. Probably, honestly, probably that minor league team was a little bit better than the 69 Padres. I think you know, all my stories of, you know, reminisce about the PCL and everything was Whitey Wheedleman. Yeah. Talking oh, absolutely. All those years with Whitey. and Fixture. Yeah, and, and we'd always come around to, you know, how we got his little stump finger and everything else and all the stories, and Whitey always had one. Yeah, you know, oh, always had one. So the team actually finds out it's going to be a big league team in 67, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 68. I'm sorry, 68. Right. But isn't there a season where they actually know ahead of time? Right. Hey, they we're going to become a the big league actually club? Actually, the last minor league season played at San Diego Stadium as sort of a lame duck minor league team. And that's Jack Murphy. Uh, th- th- right. It eventually becomes Jack become Murphy. Jack Murphy became Qualcomm, and which, right. But they played, the last minor league season was like, in this huge <laughs> stadium with three and 4,000 people, which wasn't a whole lot different than the first couple of years of the Padres. I can't remember that. Yeah. So what was the sense of the fans at that point? I mean, they go from being a triple-A fan base to a big league fan base overnight? and uh, You know, 
is there an initial attachment to the team? Do they still recognize them? Is it like this is our PCL team that's now in the big leagues, or how was that sort of received? I think that it was the transition was a little rougher than they expected because I think the Padres expected their fan base just to automatically move over. Sure. Well, the prices changed. Yeah. Minor <laughs> detail, not. right? Yeah. Even back then, the yeah. prices changed a lot, and and it drove. I mean, they actually. Westgate Park drew larger crowds for some of those Padre games than San Diego Stadium drew in the first years for the major leagues. Really? Wow. Um, and were there any players that, that you know of that transitioned from that 68 PCL team and were actually on the, the Padres the major, major league, league team the, the next year? year? No, it was no. a completely different because that they did a they did a draft, so yeah. all those players belonged to the Phillies. I was going to say they, right. they had another affiliation, right? Yeah. So they all moved on, and uh, none of them came to the, ma- the major league projects. Randy, did you do a tour of duty in the PCL? No, you missed it completely. Yeah, I, I was fortunate. See, I got a Texas, chance to spend Texas League, great right to the big league. Yeah, I had a big chunk of my career spent in the PCL. And you know, I was bummed because you know, of course, from the early seventies, yeah. you know, our, our PCR team was in Hawaii. Well, right that's on. what I wanted to lead up to to see if you had any of those Hawaii trips because, Bill, I didn't. The, the Hawaii was in the PCL right. at that Hawaii, time. Well, Hawaii was the Padres' farm team in the PCL. Yeah, and they were. Tony Gwynn played in Hawaii. Be like a week-long trip over there on the oh, road I, trip? I, right. I, I could give you some stories. About <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, it's beautiful. It was more than just eating pineapple and sitting on the beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of baseball mixed in between. Well, Doug Rader, when he was the manager over there, some great stories. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Bill, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Great Guys, to get the update well, on uh, PCL baseball. And we See you in a couple a days. Yeah. I'll see you in a couple days. We'll see you back on the couch soon. Right Look now we've got to take a break. When we come back, more Padres Social Hour. Before that, USB Charger Night. It's another baseball night in San Diego. All-fan giveaway on that night. It's this Saturday when the Padres take on the Rockies. All fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB Charger presented by T-Mobile. So get your tickets today at Padres.com. More Padre talk, more baseball talk, more Roberto Clemente talk. When we come back right here on Padres Social Hour.